Hey there, welcome to the other side of the door. This is a journey for me on being an author and being a writer, not the same thing, by the way, and being an entrepreneur and moving towards success for my books and then also giving back to the rest of you who are on this journey or for my readers who'd like to know a little bit about how I got here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you today. And today we're going to talk about following the trail to success. And you can use these principles regardless of what you're doing. So if you're already in some kind of a business, or if you're an author like myself, or you're thinking about starting a business, these principles will apply. I'm able to get this message out to you today because of an amazing tool. So I want to take a little bit of a break, talk about anchor.fm with you for just a moment, and then after the break, I'm going to give you some really interesting information about people who've done it before and what we can learn from them. See you around the bend. Okay, so now that we're back, I just want to, first of all, get you into where my head is coming from when I'm talking to you about this, because you have to understand that I'm in process. I've got one book out there, The House on Infinity Loop. That's the first book in a series that I'm writing. And I'm working on the second book. I'm promoting the first book and also gathering information for the third book in the series. And in the meantime, I'm doing this podcast and I'm also doing podcasts with other people, etc., etc. So busy, busy me, but I also have grandchildren that I help to take care of and a lot of other things that I do in my life. I, I volunteer in my church and so forth. So busy person, very busy person. And it would be really easy for me to just get lost completely. I've sold a few books. I've got some nice five-star reviews from Amazon, but I'm just beginning. Nobody really knows who I am yet. And you're probably in that same place. So let's see if we can figure this out together, shall we? All right. So I really love the book, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by Stephen Covey. It was one of my first and one of my few um, self-help books that I've ever come across that really made a difference for me. And one of the things that he talks about that I really paid attention to was the concept that success leaves clues. People who have been successful usually are successful for a lot of good reasons. And when you're in an industry like, for instance, writing books, which by the way, that makes me in an industry. There's this high and haughty kind of almost dreamlike idea of the idyllic life of an author. Oh, they sit around 
communicating with the muse and writing these amazing stories and this then just every once in a while they give a nice interview someplace and sell thousands of books and make millions of dollars and yada 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 well the fact of the matter is that for 99% of the people who ever write a book that is patently untrue the few that actually follow that blissful path are probably lying <laughs> my friend Mercedes Lackey one of my absolute favorite authors on the planet um, really gave me a kind of a down low on that whole thing and it's like you know what it's just a lot of hard work it's work that she loves it's work that I love but it doesn't happen overnight you can't just sit back and let it happen you're constantly dealing with all kinds of interesting issues everything from book covers to making sure that edits happen that uh, appearing in various places where people can find out who you are and about your book and all these kinds of cool things and so you know writing is good but you can't just be a writer you have to be an entrepreneur to really do this and so i wanted to talk to you about three people who have been hilariously successful in the self-publishing book industry and a few of the principles that we can learn from them because quite frankly uh, I don't really feel like reinventing the wheel there's a good friend of mine who Darren Falter who is always emphasizing the fact that there are three kinds of people in this world there are stupid people there are smart people and there are wise people and the definitions of those three go like something like this a stupid person never seems to learn from their mistakes they make the same mistakes over and over and over again and can't understand why everybody else is successful and they're not and then they have all kinds of major excuses why that happens that never actually hone in on the fact that they just keep making these same stupid mistakes over and over again a smart person on the other hand when they make a mistake they sit down and they say i wonder why that happened and they look at it and go oh you know what i shouldn't do that anymore and they don't and so level by level they get a little bit better at whatever it is that they do. A wise person, on the other hand, is a person who learns from other people's mistakes. They're observers of humankind. They look at people and when they see somebody doing something stupid, instead of saying, well, that person's really stupid, they say to themselves, gee, that was a really bad outcome. I think I'll avoid that by never doing whatever it was. So I would prefer to be wise than either the other two because it saves you a lot of trouble. Now, all of us have to go through mistakes. We all fail at things and guess what? That's a good thing because failure is teaches us things. But if we can manage to look at other people's failures and figure out 
why they messed up and choose not to do that same thing, then we're ahead of the game. Now, the reverse is true. We should watch and see what other people are doing to become successful because it eliminates a lot of the trial and error that we have to go through in order to get to that place where we can, you know, say, oh yeah, um, the movie just came out this week, you know, or, um, oh yes, I just had a theme park open up this week uh, with thousands and thousands of people walking in the doors. Okay, both of those relate to authors that we're going to talk about today. So we're going to get right to it. Let's first of all talk about Jennifer Wilson. She wrote a series called the New World Series. And she is a hilariously successful author. Is making good money with her books. And she says this, if you choose to self-publish, make it the best version of your book you possibly can. Put together a beta group to help with the spelling, grammar, and storylines. And friends and family are usually pretty good for this. Um, and then hire an editor, a cover designer, and someone to professionally format the interior of your book. She said, these little things will go a long way. Many of my initial fans read the books strictly based on the cover. Okay. And she says, remember, first impressions are so important. So this is all about the basics. All right. And the message here is put your best foot forward. Go through. Do the, I'm right in the middle right now of editing the first 24 chapters of book two. And there are two things that I'm learning about as I do that. One is that I just make stupid mistakes from time to time. The other is some of that stuff is really, really good. <coughs> Excuse me. And it encourages me to move forward. I have done these specific steps with book one. I have a wonderful beta readers group who have given me great encouragement, but also really down to the nugget help with things like finding those spelling errors and so forth and so on. And because of that, I have a core of faithful fans who go out and tell other people about the book, in addition to the fact that it really helps me move forward with my story. And it gives me the opportunity to have other people's eyes on the text, because nobody ever writes a perfect book right through in the first draft. It doesn't ever happen. That's a unicorn, folks. Okay. Um, if this is, information is coming out of your head, it's not going to come out of your head perfectly on the paper. There might be passages that are remarkable, but the fact of the matter is, is when you're writing, 
in my case, a 353-page book, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be typos. There's going to be little places in the story that just don't make sense. Made perfect sense when you were writing it, though. Okay, and then, um, and then cover design. I was so blessed to find Richard McKenzie to make my first cover, and I get so many compliments on it, and it just does my heart good because they, there have been more than one person who said the reason they wrote, read the book in the first place was the cover sucked them in, and then they had to read what was on the back of the book. And when they read what was on the back of the book called the blurb, then they're going, oh, I should read this. When they got in it, they enjoyed it. Yay. All right. But sh this is really good advice from somebody who's doing it. Okay. She's making extremely good money as a writer and she is self-published. Now let's talk about Andy Weir. Andy Weir wrote a book called The Martian. And he did it in a really weird way. And I'm tempted to try this with the next part of my series. And this is what he did. He wrote a blog about this story that he had in his head called The Martian. And he put out chapters in his blog. And when he was you know, done with the story, he goes, you know what, this is a really good story. So he took all those chapters that he posted in his blog, which by that time had quite a nice following, and he um, went ahead and published it. And um, that's just amazing that he took that chance because I know so many people who are so afraid to let loose of some of their precious chapters into the wild because they're afraid somebody's going to quote steal their book well in the first place nobody's going to steal your book and here's why because publishing a book to the point where it actually starts making you money is a lot of hard stupid work and requires a lot of investment in money and time so nobody's going to steal your book okay it's just not going to happen secondly he was willing to let the fans decide whether it was worth doing anything about. That's where my beta readers group comes in. They have been encouraging me all the whole time. Yes, this book needs to be published. Yes, it needs to be published. And I was able to get it done. Okay. He decided to put the book into an ebook for 99 cents. Because he said, well, well, I've had it out there for free for a long time. It seems silly to charge more than that. Well, little did he know that The Martian ended up going to the top of the New York Times bestseller list for both the hardback and the paperback edition. And by 2013, he ended up selling the printing and film rights to the book and you know, I mean, how cool is that? Um, now, there's um, this other author, um, Mark Dawson. He wrote the John Milton series. Basically, it's a crime slash spy 
uh, uh, series of novels. And um, here's the thing, you know, we have uh, Jennifer Wilson, we talked about how she approaches it from the real basics of making sure that the story is good and, and the cover is great and all those kinds of wonderful things. But he adds this other layer and figured this out early on when he decided he was going to um, write some books. And he had some early on just flat out failures. So his attitude is to approach your book like a business. And I'm here to tell you that that is important and it's one of the huge things that people miss. Okay, approach it like a business. So we've gone a little longer than we usually do, but I do want to tell this story, so I'll try and be really quick about it. Um, he engages with his fans by answering their fan messages and um, really building a rapport, a rapport and um, relationships with his fans so that they stick around. He holds seminars uh, to help other authors. Um, and he also collects names and email addresses for a newsletter that over time has amounted to over 15,000 people on his mailing list. So when he launches a new book, he puts it out to his list who are already huge fans of his and says, hey, the new book is out. Well, guess what? He's more than likely going to sell 15,000 copies of that book. Plus, his friends are going to tell their friends, hey, the Dawson new book is out. Okay, get it? All right, so those are the three really important um, things that he does and, and that these authors are doing in order to become successful authors. Success does leave clues, okay? Um, one thing that Dawson did say is he finds that Facebook is his best place to advertise his book. He says he spends over $370 a day for Facebook advertising and he's receiving double that in return on his investment. So I'm, I'm going to be looking at doing some advertising on Facebook. So any of you have suggestions on how to do that best, um, I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, just a few quick things. First of all, I think you guys are awesome and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to our podcast today. Secondly, please do subscribe. You know, you can listen to this on Spotify and uh, Google Podcasts and several others. There's like five different places you can listen to it now. Also, um, take a moment and tell your friends about it, please, because we would like to share this with a lot more people and really make this uh, a resource. Okay? Awesome. Well, Tomorrow, we'll see you on the other side of the door. And I think you're going to like our next topic because we are going to go in search of unicorns. And I'm not talking about writing fantasy. All right? All righty then. So we'll see you tomorrow on the other side of the door. Thanks for coming.